you already are loved. Like you didn't have to do anything to get there. But mm. in the, the way that we're just talking about, like you just said, Genevieve, is that we feel like, oh, well, if I just had a plan, if I just got my shit together and started to like do things, right? Like then all of a sudden I would be, and I call it the if yeah. then, right? Like if I do this, then I'll have that. And like, a what a lie. B does not equal C. We are not a math right. equation, people. Right. Like, <laughs> like, oh my goodness. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by a nutritional therapist, Cassie Knavel, and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey guys, and welcome back to Rebel Heart Radio. We're so glad you're here with us this week because this is a good one. I had much fun editing this episode because there's just so much fun banter back and forth. And really, this is a conversation amongst three businesswomen who have really got different facets to their businesses. And we've all kind of seen a lot of different things. And so this episode is really meant to kind of help you if you feel stuck, if you feel like you want more from your business, if you feel like you want to start a business, if you if you have ever even just wanted to accomplish things, then this episode is for you. Because we have Brianne back with us and we I think you know if you've been listening for a while we adore her and all of her wisdom and things so something to note about her is that she's an incredible motivational speaker she's a coach and an unstucker extraordinaire and I mean that to female entrepreneurs and she's also the founder of brave fear this is the act of taking brave action right alongside your fear as well as she's also the host of brave fear podcast Brianne believes in the power of community and helps women harness the power of brave fear to make radical shifts happen in their lives and businesses through her brave fear retreat. Now, you may have heard me talk about this about a million times, but I mean it. That retreat, it was a pivotal point for me. I went last fall and it really changed a lot for me personally. You're going to get to hear more about that in this episode. So I hope you guys can enjoy. I hope you all are doing well. We're thinking about you all the time. We see your listens. We see you guys engaging with us. And we're so grateful that you're here through this really crazy time all the way through the coronavirus and craziness. So thanks for being here with us and I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. We are so excited to have our very sweet friend, Miss Brianne Wick, back on the podcast. Yay! Yay. <laughs> I think on the short list of our basically like other co-hosts who come to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about how personal development informs business success and, and how imperative it is to your growth in your business. And it's something that we've been focusing on for the entire first quarter of this year is the Enneagram 
And the reason why we've done that is because that has been hugely impactful for my personal growth, for Genevieve's personal growth. And I know for Brianne's too. Heck yes. Love geeking out on the Enneagram together. And Brianne is one of the humans who, who brought the Enneagram to, to fruition for me. Um, and so it's been really cool to kind of continue this discussion into, well, how do we do the work so that we can actually like get to work? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm about. Mm-hmm. I want to get to work. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to get to well, the action part. She's like, well, you, you got to do the work before you can get to work. And I am often putting the brakes on you, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You had to do the same thing to me. I was like, well, let's back it up 10 steps, you know, like, right. (laughs) I was like, what? There's 10 more steps behind me. Like, you're like, now hang on a second. Where, how did I miss these? What are you talking about? Oh my goodness. I think that was the most important part for me. Um, because if I'm real, when we, when I went to the retreat, the Brave Free Retreat in last September, and this mm-hmm. is like now February. This is going to be coming out later in March, but we're recording in February. And it was, I went into that not connecting to that title of Brave Fear because mm-hmm. I had dismissed quote unquote fear in my life because I've been, I'm fearless. I'm an independent, strong woman. Like I was like, you know, I identified with those things and I, I, do cool things. I do things that are hard. I am a hard worker. I push through things all the time. So I was like, that's, I don't connect with that title. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting for me was realizing that a lot of times it's not about being fearless and dismissing those things. It's about recognizing when it comes and going, what, what does that mean? Cause I, but but it all came back to the reason but the reason why I came to the retreat was because I was hitting wall after wall after wall after wall and I was confused and I came to it looking for direction mm-hmm. and I expected business development when I came because that's what I was seeking but not realizing that there was an immense amount of work to do before I could have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way I could, you know, hopefully understand what my obliger rebellion, the Gretchen Rubin work, like, man, when I hit obliger rebellion, it is like literally <laughs> out of control. Like, and it hits me so hard. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. And I like, and then all these things. And so I was just so like frustrated and confused with my professional you goals know. and you know where it comes from. And I do now. Lack of boundaries. <laughs> Lack yeah. of boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and I've had burnout several times in my adult life. Yeah. Um, and I never knew how to not do that to myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's been this constant state of like, well, how do I, how do I set up boundaries well enough? And like, and then it turned into well, what are boundaries for me? And then, you know, and before I come to the Brave Fear Retreat, I really did learn about the Enneagram and started to do a ton of personal growth there and but it was kind of the when you first learn about it it's kind of a slap in the face then it is helpful if I'm being honest like <laughs> truth I think especially for a two I, I was like yeah, especially if you're reading the two yeah yeah, yeah cuz i'm so self forgetting but to the point where i literally don't see it mm-hmm. i literally don't see it because i don't spend the time to look inward i don't spend the time asking myself how i feel asking about you know what does that feel like cuz i mm-hmm. especially being a 2 3 wing I'm like the go do achieve like I'm, it's so strong in me and a lot of times it's about other people not about me and so 
it was really important for me to come at the place of business growth and realize how important personal development was for me and my achievement. And this can go for people that are in the entrepreneurial space. It can go for people that are in the creative space. It can go for people that are just interested in being bettering themselves to make goals. Like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be entrepreneurship, sure. right? right? Yeah. Right. Well, Brianne, I think you're the queen of like, masquerading a mastermind as being business related <laughs> and then we jump in and it's like surprise oh oh hey okay. yeah wait wait, wait. when you go personal shit to work at. yeah when you go to a business what you think is a business retreat because it's the brave fear retreat and i'm like i'm gonna get the coaching yeah. and your goal is go to therapy yeah yep. i was like uh, but, that's that's what but, you come out with <laughs> I was like literally when I left the retreat. <laughs> yeah, me yeah. too. For very like, welcome reasons. to Brave Fear, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I left. Yeah. So, I mean, for those of you who are new to the podcast, Brienne has been a business coach and a life coach to me for quite a long time. And uh, I, uh, was able to do one of the last mastermind groups that she put together mm -hmm. last year. And we had an in-person retreat in the spring. And then we had another in-person retreat in the fall. And the in-person retreat in the spring was just our small mastermind group. And it was so lovely, so wonderful. I've done many a recap and referenced it probably 8 million times on the podcast. <laughs> Well, it was pretty magical. Well, and it was really transformative for me, and I know it was for yeah. the other people in that group too. But you know, one of the things that that you brought to the table was just taking the actual time to pause, dig deep, ask yourself, "How are you feeling? Mm -hmm. You're feeling stuck. Why?" and mm -hmm. and sit in that why and not get in the how yet. And this mm -hmm. is something that we've been talking a lot about lately too, and. And that, I feel like I'm gonna have to come back to that for the rest of my life. Oh, oh yeah. Forever. Mm -hmm. um, we talk more about how people really get stuck in that, in that place. Mm -hmm. Well, I just, I, first of all, just loved what both of you were talking about when it comes to the retreat and your experiences with it. And um, Genevieve, you had such a good point where you were like, Brave Fear didn't resonate with me. And I'm going to be really honest that like, you are a majority when you say that, like, I, know it's, I am because most right? people are like, I don't get it. <laughs> most people are like, mm, I don't really have fear. Like, I don't, I don't really know what you're talking about. And that mm -hmm. to me is one of the biggest red flags I could possibly ever hear Everybody in my is. whole life. Uh -huh. Like, uh -huh. now that I understand the I'm heck, like, oh. yeah, <laughs> right. It's so funny though, but it's like, it's how this is the personal development part. This is what we're talking about, even in this episode right now with you gals. It's like, this is the part that we forget about. This is the part we ignore. Mm -hmm. most importantly. And we very um, subconsciously ignore this because ignorance is not bliss when it comes to this moment because we're not thinking about like how, how impactful this kind of thinking is on the rest of what we do. Mm -hmm. So in Cassie's like, I got to take action. I got to do stuff without this other half, which frankly is way more than half. It's like 90%. <laughs> It makes me uncomfortable, the percentage. So uncomfortable, <laughs> right? But we avoid it. We treat it like the 10% of our lives when it's the 90% of our lives. And then the business part is the 10%. And we think like, okay, well, if I just, if I just constantly do, if I work hard, if I do, if I go even deep, like harder on the stuff that I'm doing, like then somehow it's going to work out better. But in the reality, 
we're ignoring that 90%, you mm-hmm. know, that, that is actually dictating everything else that's happening for us. And that's where the burnout comes from. And that's where the stress and the overwhelm and just the complete lack of clarity and just like feeling like you've no idea where to go and you're stuck or whatever else actually comes from. So, um, I love that both of you gals just kind of were talking about that and then I needed to immediately come in, but (laughs) (laughs) what I'll say too, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Was that, um, you know, my business has taken so many different ways about like I've twists and turns to get to where I am now, but even with coaching, like, um, Cassie was saying with both business and life coaching, and I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs, I've really discovered that we totally do ignore this part. And this is the part that we need to like jump into that personal development, that inner work. And I was working with people constantly on this. And I was like, but I'm still calling myself a business coach. And I know that got a little confusing sometimes for some people because it was like, well, I'm expecting business stuff. And now you're like taking me on this personal roller coaster where I'm not sure I'm ready for this emotionalism. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel um, that. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, but every single time I've done it, this is where, this is where it it really needs to be. Like, this is where we need to be. This is where we need to focus on. Um, And the results don't always happen right away. Mm. I've had results happen for people a year or two down the road from the thing we talked about two years ago, you know what I mean? Or whatever. The cocoon effect, you know? Exactly. The Mm -hmm. stuff that you've been kind of working on and thinking about because it takes time we want like immediate results. We live in a culture of mm. fast, quick, immediate. And when we don't get that, it feels raw. It feels vulnerable. It feels very scary, even if you don't admit to yourself that you're in a fearful place, you know, mm. when that's kind of happening. Um, but always, if you actually allow yourself to go there, you finally start to get answers to the things that have been kind of holding you back. Um, you start to figure out things about yourself that you never knew before. And we use tools like the Enneagram, like Brave Fear, like I can't think of another one, but <laughs> you're supposed to talk in threes, but <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, right? But it's like we use those tools to understand ourselves better and kind of do that inner work. So then all of a sudden we come back and we're like, oh, I finally feel like I have that clear picture. Now I can move forward with that 10% mm-hmm. action. Right. And like, that's, that's the thing to me of like why this personal work is so much more important and gets us to that place of business success. And I I truly believe that it's the number one thing that stops people from success is when we don't go to this place, when we don't do this inner work. And and when we don't do it on a regular basis, we end up having to like do the, do the work of the previous years that we Mm -hmm. were not doing this. Yeah. I I know when I, when we started working together again for the, who knows how many. We just really love each other. We're going to work together for the rest of our lives. (laughs) Um, Well, and you know, every time you and I have worked together, it's been massively impactful either personally or professionally or both. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I keep coming back. So let me just toot your horn for a minute there. (laughs) But I, you know, when we started last year, one of the things that I've always struggled with, and I think in this area of personal development and kind of how it connects to business is reflection. 
I'm always so forward thinking that I never reflect. And mm-hmm. if I'm not reflecting, I can't look at a situation, a feeling, um, an emotion, a relationship and be able to see, well, why is it the way it is now? And why have things changed? Or why am I feeling stuck in this way? If you don't reflect, you can't figure that out. I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, right? Enneagram 2 problems, right? <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same. And, um, and so for me, it was, it wasn't until honestly this January when I sat down to write out my business goals that I realized how important the last year was and Mm -hmm. had that moment to reflect and see. And here's the crazy part. (laughs) My goals for 2020 for my business are the same exact as they were for 2019. Mm-hmm. And that was a very sobering moment for me to be like, oh, you've done nothing. Well, that's that was also what untrue. Which but is, everything totally at the same time. Untrue. It's totally yeah. untrue, right? I have <laughs> definitely made business progress. Like there's no question. Mm-hmm. But, but last year it was the deep personal work. And it's so foreign to everybody that you know, when I, when I would go to a beauty counter conference or I would meet with other entrepreneurs in some other capacity, a networking event, everyone's like, where did you go? Like, what happened to you? Are you still working your business? I'm like, whoa, 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 uh, whoa. yes. <laughs> Hold on. Always. <laughs> yes. But it's, it's such a foreign thing for someone to, you know, actually intentionally take that time. And mm-hmm. it didn't start intentionally. It got forced on me by burnout, right? We end up in this place where, where we're just, I, I, had n- I had nothing. And I was expecting myself to do everything with nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's where the personal work started. And so that was a really sobering moment for me this year in January when I was like reflecting back and being like, oh, <laughs> same goals, <laughs> like yeah. exact same goals. And, I, and you know, I, I'm a strong person, I, I, but I immediately went into that place of, unworthiness and what do I think mm-hmm. I'm doing? And then that messed with my head for even looking at the plan to tackle those goals in 2020, even though I'm ready, even mm-hmm. though I'm ready. So I think it's so important to like take that time each year, not just be so forward thinking, but reflect mm-hmm. back so that you can see that that chasm, that difference in how things have changed either for the better or for possibly worse and what, what needs to happen. And even though those, you know, those goals were the same, like definitely for the better because this Mm -hmm. whole last year was just a lot of really deep personal work and so much self-actualization that has informed what I'm going to do this year and the clarity around what I'm doing this year. I mean, if you've been paying attention even for the last few weeks, like I'm crystal clear on this shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, but, but that's a gift that personal development brought to me. And see, that's the gift that I wasn't expecting because mm-hmm. I thought the clarity came from the plan and the goals and the right. how, and that's not true. The mm-hmm. clarity comes from knowing yourself, going within like really for me, it turned into like, nothing needs to be fixed in my business. I don't need to pivot to achieve anything. It was, I I was doing all the right things, but I needed a workflow shift and a mindset shift in order to like get my goals and my path right in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, and understanding that clarity came from the personal side that I didn't 
I didn't see. Nobody talks about that, about how your personal side has to be straight for you to have the clarity of mind to make that work in the first place. Right. You know? Right. It's like, it kind of almost like jumps out and bites you when you finally experience this, right? Because like you think yeah. it's something other than what it is that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And 100%. right. I'm like, I've done the same thing. And I'm also, you know, I've really struggled with those feelings of complete unworthiness with my background of domestic violence and abuse and things like that. And it's like, I, I would get so stuck in these places of just like, I'm supposed to do, do, do in order to be loved, in order to be valuable, in order to be worthy. Um, And I never started to realize that like, it is that inner work. It is that personal work. It's that other stuff that then all of a sudden you realize you already are valuable. You already are worthy. You already are loved. Like you didn't have to do anything to get there. But Mm -hmm. in the, the way that we're just talking about, like you just said, Genevieve, is that we feel like, oh, well, if I just had a plan, if I just got my shit together and started to like do things, right? Like then all of a sudden I would be, and I call it the if yeah. then, right? Like if I do this, then I'll have that. And like, a what a plus lie. B does not equal C. We are not a math right. equation, people. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my goodness. But also for we're what Cassie was talking about. Work of art. We are art. Yes, we're, we are works of art. We are, we are beautiful. I want to see real song. You are beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Cassie's like, you did not just sing a little thing like that. (laughs) Oh, brother. But for Cassie, what she was just talking about, I can easily transition from my dorkiness, um, was that (laughs) you basically did that reflection, kind of started to figure this stuff out for you. But if you look back two years ago, could you have even thought the thoughts, oh, I'm feeling unworthy? No. Right? Like the fact that you can even recognize that. Absolutely not. Yeah. A total shift. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I I think of this in the lens, through the lens of the Enneagram a lot for me personally, Mm -hmm. but I think this is something everyone struggles with. It's just even knowing how you feel. You know, some of us Mm -hmm. have all the feels, so we don't know how we feel. Some of us kind of feel like we have none of the feels, so we don't know how we feel. And so for me, it's being able to, like exactly what you said, identify what's really happening there. And so much of of what I learned on that first Brave Fear retreat and in our time in our mastermind and last, you know, spring was this the inner question of like, what's the lie you're telling yourself? And yes. man, One there my were favorite questions. a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. So many. And see, my mind went blank. And I was like, um, the thing that made me really open my eyes to that was that we all said different things, but we all felt all the things everyone said. And we are all completely different Enneagram types, different backgrounds, different kinds of businesses that we run, different kinds of humans. Like it was just, it was so unifying in the fact that yes, we all have fear and we all have things that we tell ourselves that are just complete and utter bullshit. Mm -hmm. And we have to figure out like, where is that inner voice and what is it saying and why Mm -hmm. and how to move through that and not not avoid it, but mm-hmm. actually move through it. And that's where you come in with all the brave fear stuff, right? It's not, we're not trying to be fearless. 
And you've always said that. And when you first started to say that to me, I was just like, well, I'm already fearless. It's fine. Right. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm just not in touch with my fears at all. And I've always been labeled as a fearless person. You know, like being as bold and as direct as I am, people are like, oh, she's fearless. And I'm like, she's strong. Yeah, she's I totally. <laughs> nope. Guess not. <laughs> I know. And I, why is that? Why is like a strong person with a great leadership, natural leadership tendency labeled as fearless? It's like. Because we don't have the same fears. It, <laughs> or yeah. not right all of the same. A lot of things, you know, like. You know, I might be showing up with lots of fears, but those mm -hmm. are kind of manifesting in a different way for me than they mm -hmm. would for you. Like, a, so a, we might have the same fear, and you might decide that you have to take a step back and be quiet. And I might be like, I gotta be bold and assert myself mm -hmm. because oh, I'm interesting. Scared. Yeah, we yeah. Mm -hmm. so. I love that you just said that because I was gonna say, well, actually. <laughs> You have the same fears as almost everybody else. Like yeah. we all have like these kind of core things sure. that almost everybody's afraid of, and I, but it's our reaction to them. Yeah. Really, and I right? think what I, what I really mean by that is like, I'm not afraid to speak in front of people. I'm not afraid mm -hmm. of being in public. I'm not afraid, you know, there's lots of, and those are more like tangible little fears. They're not those core fears. We all have the same core fears. You're so right. And it's because of the work that we've done together that I was able to back like myself out of that. that. <laughs> but it's what we think because we look at fear like kind of like this almost like a tangible type of thing where it's like, well, I fear being buried alive. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, okay, I don't no, want to do that. We don't want to do that. That's not, that does not sound like that. That's not something. But we don't look at fear like the doubts and the worries that come up for us the stressors, right. That are like every single day, the, the voice in the back of our head and whatever that tape is playing mm -hmm. all day long for us. Yeah. We don't we look don't at fear about, in that way. Yeah. We don't talk about the stories in our head that we make up because mm -hmm. I think that honestly, raising children has really put me in a place to look at this a little more clearly. <laughs> Because, you know, I, I that. No, I would just, oh, I don't I would have kids, but I believe it. <laughs> yeah, like having a fourth grader and a first grader. And let's face it, like I am looking at my daughter who's in first grade. I'm looking at what's coming for her. And, and I'm like, I better, I better prepare her. You know, that self-doubt, that fear, that mm -hmm. like those things that are learned in our just social lives as mm -hmm. we're children and things like that and how we talk to ourselves. I mean, I had a really interesting conversation with my mom this morning. She's a piano teacher about um, a student of hers that has a lot of shame, mm -hmm. tons of inward shame about things. And she had the conversation with her of, you know, how we talk to ourselves and self-sabotage and what that means. And we were talking about, she very regularly feels like almost like a child therapist because she's like a lot of these oh, yeah. kids, right, um, have things they want to achieve and they want to look good in front of their peers. And it's a, piano is a very tangible talent, something that can be good or bad very easily, you know? And so she feels like this child therapist and she was explaining to me, you know, I think I'm mean, going to, every time she, I can see it come out and her, I'm going to point it out. And I, and I said, actually something I've learned pretty heavily about, cause I've done a ton of research trying to help my kids. Cause they naturally go to shame so quickly that I'm like, where did that come from? Did I do that? Is that you? Is that me? As I was like, cause I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> and Something I've learned that's been really helpful is that that shame comes from a lot of like self-trust issues 
And Mm -hmm. a lot of that starts with fear. You know, Mm -hmm. we start to feel shame. Fear is like that core. I think fear can be such a core, like guttural, natural thing. And, and then we go to shame and sometimes avoid it and then distrust in ourselves. And the things that's been helping me the most to get past the things that I've been really fearful about that I wasn't addressing was self-trust, about teaching myself to trust myself through things and reading it and recognizing it. And thinking about how to help children has helped me because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's such a... Um, mm, simple is the wrong word, but there's less hangups. There's less baggage. There's less, mm-hmm. you know, years of issues to talk about. And, you know, well, and when you love something so much like your kids, mm-hmm. right. It's like, we don't love ourselves the way mm-hmm. that we like love our children. Yeah. And your and parents sees you differently. It, totally. And yeah. so like you can take out all of the fear when you're looking at your little one mm-hmm. and be able to speak so directly to that but you can't take it out when you're talking to yourself. So it's so much easier when you can teach someone else, especially someone like your kid, because Mm -hmm. there's going to be like way more clarity that can come from that just because of that relationship alone. So anyway, right. Side note. (laughs) Right. No, that, and that's beautiful. Like it, it just kind of hit me this morning and I was like, I was end up having these conversations when I know a podcast conversation's coming with people. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I feel like the universe is telling me this is a good topic because it's just naturally me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, this is so cool. And I, cause I feel like fear is something, something you said to me at the brave fear retreat really hit me was that it's kind of ridiculous that we expect to be fearless. We're never going to be joyless. We didn't tell somebody to be joyless. Right. You know, and emotions are emotions, you know, Mm -hmm. our core emotions are important. And as soon as I started realizing that, then it also comes down to like, how are we labeling things automatically, whether it's learned from society or from Mm -hmm. our parents or just being human, you know, starting to label things. It, It comes down to how can we look at things a little more with curiosity and a little more of um, self-love, self-trust of mm-hmm. like, okay, this is popping up. What's that mean? Like that meant everything to me to be able to change my mind shift instead mm-hmm. of like that shame filled that my mom's student was feel- feeling. And I said, it's important that she doesn't feel that every time she feels that distrust in herself and that fear of like, oh, I I can't do this Mm -hmm. in her head. If she goes to switches from shame to like, oh, I'm a bad person because that thought came in my head. I'm like, that's, Mm -hmm. that's not going to help. Like, I'm like, it needs to come from a place of curiosity. And she went, Mm. that makes so much sense of like, like, oh, where is that coming from? What should I do with it? And I, I learned that at Brave Fear and I'm starting to use it in my kids' lives and because I'm seeing it more and Mm -hmm. I can, I'm like ping to it now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important in personal development as it bleeds into your business growth because nothing is ever static. You are going to be like, woo, up, down, up, down, up, down in your business and your growth and things are going to fail and you're going to try and they're not going to go the way you expect or mm-hmm. or it's going to take off and you're going to feel unworthy, you know? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, that too, right? There's the opposite then of that comes And then you're like, ugh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't deserve this. <laughs> yeah you know but coming from that place of curiosity um was definitely something that had to be taught to me Mm -hmm. well and this is where I think there are many reasons why this whole idea of reparenting is so appealing Mm -hmm. and works for so many people 
that connectedness with inner child is often getting at the root of not only your fear, but like what you really want and what Mm -hmm. brings you joy and what makes you happy, what allows you to be in that state of being curious. And this is not a sentence that would have come out of my mouth a year and a half ago, period. No. (laughs) (laughs) Brianne's over there. Yes. (laughs) You guys, you have no idea. I wish people could see my face when I'm talking with you both right now on video, because like, I'm like glowing over here at both what Genevieve and Cassie are saying. I'm just like, yes. Like, I feel like I want to (laughs) cry. So I think we've, I think we've talked a lot about like what the work does for us. Mm-hmm. but we haven't talked a lot about what the work is. Mm-hmm. And so that's my big question for you, Brianne, is like, how do we, how do we do the work? What's the mm-hmm. work to be done? I know it's different for every human, right? Yeah. I was like, it's oh, like the hardest question ever. It's such because. a hard question. <laughs> but what's that kind of journey been like for you? I know, obviously, yeah. everything in your personal life has informed what you're teaching everyone and what you've taught us and what's Mm -hmm. changed us. So, yeah, well, I'll always say that I believe we teach what we need to learn. Mm. Um, And so it's one of those things too, that for me, this is like just as much my journey, right? I'm not just sitting here being like, hey, (laughs) here's all the things you should go do, whatever. I like to do it from a place of sharing and like, here's the stuff I have tried. Here's, here's what I'm working on right now. Here's mm-hmm. what I worked on last year, you know, whatever. So that there's constantly like leading by example with that. Um, but for me with it, with getting started with all of this stuff, there has to be a desire for change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually where it begins. Right. And so that's why most people come to me and come to my like retreats and things like that. Now that I've like switched to all things to pray fear, um, they come to me when they're almost in that desperate place in a way of like, Hey, I I don't know what else to do. Something has to change. Mm. I call that the point of disgust. Right. Mm, I love that. Mm, You're just like, I'm disgusted. Stop. (laughs) I am disgusted with everything that's (laughs) happening right now. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But it's true. And like, that is not a fun place to be. No, it's that breakdown point. Yeah. I think that's why I like the word disgust because it brings such a visual of like, ugh. oh, it does. It totally <laughs> does. That's why I'm like, that's brilliant. I think I'll use it. But it's Go like do it. <laughs> yes. the breakdown happens before the breakthrough, right? We have to get to a place where we desire change and where we desire change above all other things because we can excuse away anything we want. We can ignore, we can, you know, distract. just keep going with our, yeah, we distract. I love that. We can mm-hmm. stress ourselves to death. Like we, <laughs> we can do all of this stuff to try and not face it until we finally get to the place where we're like, okay, I desire change. Now I must face it, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're not going to face the things that are hard, like doing this personal work, like the inner work and all of that stuff until we are at the place where we're like, something must change. And I think that that's like the beginning. So, you know, you kind of ask that Cassie and it's like, that's where it starts because up until that point, you're not going to pursue it. Mm-mm. And it's, uh, some people have thought like, well, Brand, isn't it hard <laughs> to kind of have people always coming to you <laughs> like this place of like despair or disgust or whatever. And it's not at all for me because I love that you're finally to the place where you want a change, mm-hmm. where you want to do something different. And that's where you're finally going to find growth. That's where you're going to find the breakthrough. 
the methods in which to go about this are vast and like so yeah. so many ways that you can you can start to do this but it all starts with you desiring that change and then i think second step is curiosity mm-hmm. so it's just like what you were saying genevieve like it starts with desiring change and then it moves to okay why what does that mean mm-hmm. yeah and my favorite question of all time is why like i want to like i want to be the annoying 4 year old who literally asks why, why? why? 20,000 times until you finally get to an answer where you're like, okay. <laughs> you conditioned me to answer the why before I finish my sentence because I know you're going to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That makes me so happy. I yeah. love it so much. I think this is one of the reasons why like the curiosity for the Enneagram turned Mm -hmm. into this full-fledged commitment to using it as a tool to change. Mm -hmm. And it was because, you know, you guys know I'm super, we're all really here for it. (laughs) (laughs) it, It's the moment I realized that what I had learned about myself was not allowing me to stay there. I was like, okay, there's something to this. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think any tool, any method that you find that gets you to that place where you you become self-aware enough to where you're like, oh, it cannot stay this way. Mm-hmm. You know, this behavior is not serving myself, my life, my business, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and kind of detaching yourself from the behavior and finding that place of like compassion for self. Mm-hmm. and love for self and figuring out, okay, so what does it look like to move through this kind of fluid spectrum of health and unhealth in who I am? Mm-hmm. And I think that applies way outside the Enneagram. But, you know, the thing that I always joke about was like the Enneagram sent me to therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brianne and the Enneagram sent me to therapy. And I'm so, I'm hey, me so, too. <laughs> so grateful to be honest. Like I, you know, I didn't, you know, a lot of my goals and, and things I kept coming back to last year for going to therapy were, um, to just, to just go, you know, and get started. And I, I haven't had very many sessions, but mm-hmm. I almost don't need very many sessions to have a lot of clarity and things happen because of that personal work that I've done before even stepping in mm-hmm. my therapist office. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's like you have to be open to it. And when you are, mm-hmm. when you are open to any of this stuff, right, it is so much easier to process. But for most of our lives, we've been close to it, like if we're being honest with ourselves. And so it's like 100%. the reason that you, you know, you might not need to go as often or anything like that is because you are actually open to the process. And so then the process will work for you. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I, Lucia Holly is one of our, lovely good friends and she talks often about mindset around food and business and all sorts of ethereal things that always go way over my head (laughs) one one thing she said yesterday actually in her stories and I'll I'll link her profile this probably doesn't exist anymore in the interwebs but she said the destination is the process Mm -hmm. the process is the destination yes and that was so it just like brought me into a place of, of massive reflection and being Mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's, this is where we start talking about being consistent in this work that you're doing. Mm 
mm-hmm. you know, for and that yourself. you're doing it. You're, you're yeah. doing the thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then guess what? It's never going to end. <laughs> yeah. That was the part I was about to jump in and say, I was like, so once you get here, <laughs> it's never ending. right. Because yeah. we're, we are a little bit conditioned to, um, I, I, I there's supposed to be some final goal. There's oh, supposed to be some I like, it. Mm-hmm. yeah, destination. Like you just said for that word, like there's supposed to be something that happens and then, right. So you're going, I'm immediately going back to my, if I then, which like, just let's just cut that right out. I want like a really big red circle with like a line through it. That's like, if then, you know, because like, no, Mine um, <laughs> happens, I will. Yeah. Right. Oh, I like that. I like that. And you had but to it's tear true. it out of my vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get like, out get, get rid of it. Big old fat X through it. Right out of time. Um, but it's, uh, it's so true that like this is, once you get into this, it doesn't stop. You're never going to stop working on yourself. You're never going to figure out all of your problems. You're never going to get to the place where like, I, I am a perfect human being and I have figured it all out. You can come to me now because apparently I'm God. Like this is not <laughs> going to happen for you. And I yeah. just laugh because it sounds ridiculous when you say it, but that's what we right? do. But it's what we think. We don't realize we're thinking it, but it is what we think. And, uh, Bradley, my husband constantly uses sports analogies with me, which actually is like really funny. I get them most of the time. Um, (laughs) but they're really good because it's all about coaching in, in, you know, athletics and stuff like that. Like when it comes to sports, like it is all about the coaching. And so he constantly is like, Brianne, trust the process. And I'm like, ah, okay, fine. (laughs) I'm trying. And he's like, don't focus on the results. Trust that process. Mm. And that's the same thing that like I do and teach and talk about and all of these things because I'm having to do that same stuff where it's like, I want a result. I want to get to the end. Like I want to feel really good about this, but in actuality, the work is in the process. And every single time that I sit in the process and I allow myself to take in this stuff and I learn something new, even if it's, you know, minute to the major, it doesn't matter. It's like, that is the process. I am winning right then in that moment. I'm learning something new. I am becoming a better person. I am bettering my life and the lives of those around me because I'm working on myself. Mm. And that's also one of my favorite things is that when we do work on ourselves, by the way, everyone around you also gets better because- Oh, one of my favorite things- Guess what? They have to, to yeah. stay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, truth. Enneagram eight. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say one of my very favorite things was- I, I can't remember where I have it, but I read it all the time. So it's somewhere in my house mm-hmm. <laughs> was you, when you're working on yourself this way, you're giving those around you the permission to do it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Whether they realize it or not. Which for a two is like music to your ears to figure right? out, right? What, you know, it's yeah. a more reason to do it. Yeah. yeah it's giving you know? people space. And like, I love that term of like holding space for someone. It's that mm-hmm. same concept of mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of showing the way. Yeah. whether you realize it or not. Yeah. This is why the Enneagram is one of my absolute favorite tools. And mm-hmm. I now use it all of the time with my stuff. So like if you come to the next Brave Fear Retreat, you're going to have to like figure out your Enneagram number before you get there, by the way, um, yes. mm-hmm. which I will help you do. I've got all the things. I even have little workbooks now for Enneagram stuff because I can't even help it. I'm like obsessed <laughs> right now. But 
Welcome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the idea though, that like you need to figure out enough about yourself and get curious about yourself so you can start to figure out the way that you process things. Mm. because the way that you process things is different from other people. You can get advice from so many different places and they'll all tell you their way of doing it. But until you figure out your way of learning and processing something, it's not going to stick very much in there for you. Mm-hmm. Like Genevieve is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, this go back to the, the, the analogy, the story with the piano student. It was, you know, they've been working on, she's the, the, the lion is what mm-hmm. they've been calling it. Cause she's a little timid. She's not really interested in like being like really intense with her practice, but then she feels really badly about herself when she doesn't. Mm-hmm. My mom's like, if you want this, then you're going to be the lion. And she's like, and it worked for a while. And I'm like, but that's not who she is. Mm-hmm. she's she's not going to process this like I'm doing this I'm the lion it's like that's just not who she is that's not who I am either it's mm-hmm. like I'm not the person that's like you know Katniss on fire going through the arena that's not who I am right you know I hope you guys got that reference if you I'm read like but she looks so hot doing it I get it <laughs> <laughs> I mean I will be if the opportunity comes but I'm not gonna force it you know it's like <laughs> but maybe you're precious rue right? Maybe I am precious. Like, let's just, let's just take out all the analogies right now from, uh, oh my gosh, what's the name of it? Mocking, the Mocking J series? Mocking J, but what is it called? The Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Thank you. (laughs) I was just going to let you guys get to that. (laughs) We can nerd out all day about anything fantasy related. And and I am fully fine with being the Rue. Like, and, and you know, what's hard about that though, is it took me, um, really diving into myself and loving all of those pieces of myself, the softness, mm-hmm. because I was raised by a really strong, independent Enneagram four feminist mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. celebrated those things in me because she was like, look at you go. And I was the only daughter, the only girl in the family. And I, I have super achievers around me in my life. I've always had these huge achievers. And so I assumed that my value was all around being that Katniss, being that lion, being that strong person, when really the celebration of softness and the celebration of really who I am is okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I love a lot about the Enneagram is it gives so much permission to all spectrums, Mm -hmm. you know, all spectrums. And that helps us all understand each other better and give permission to ourselves and to those around us to just be who you are and have that curiosity. And I love that you said that you started it with the curiosity because that was definitely my journey. It started with, Oh, I always love personality tests. This is always so interesting Mm -hmm. to like more curiosity as I bob my head as more curiosity. And it just like, which Disney princess are you? I know. It's like, and then I sent you you the two chapter from the road back. Oh, and that was my moment of like, (laughs) Oh, I, I distinctly remember that moment of being like near crushed, like, geez. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. guy who wrote that book I was just like I was cooking dinner I remember exactly where I was standing next to my sink staring out the window being like oh what just happened that just hit me real hard yeah <laughs> but it was kind of the beginning of seeing things that I couldn't see before and then asking a lot more questions and having more curiosity and allowing myself to take a second and really think about it and then keep coming back to it and being like, it feels good to flex these muscles, but it's hard, mm-hmm. but, you know, to still keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my question to you is, is once you've, once you've done this work, once you've done the work, 
is there a point or where the work yeah while you're doing the work you're, you're currently always doing the work Forever. is there a point where you because for me I had a point where I needed to kind of turn inward and stop looking for answers mm-hmm. is that a thing oh definitely definitely a thing and I think um I think a lot of what you're talking about is just how much we consume, right? So like, Mm -hmm, if you think about, again, society and our culture and just how much consumption we do all day long, Mm -hmm. um, and that's including like TV, all of our social media apps, right? Just Mm -hmm. walking outside for goodness sake and like all (laughs) the like even just signs that might face you. But um, there's so much we consume. And I think that we can be so desperate to seek and find answers for ourselves that we will consume and consume and consume and consume looking for that answer and really just start to get ourselves into kind of like that tailspin, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like, a, I call it like the the little rabbit hole. I think of Alice in Wonderland personally, where it's like everything's Pandora's dizzying box. and you're just like kind mm-hmm. of falling after you get through that rabbit hole and you don't know what to look at. But yeah. that's the idea is like, yes, eventually you need to go inward because, and I'm going to take back from what you were even just saying, Genevieve, where it's like to start trusting yourself, mm-hmm. That's right? Where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Like we've got a subconscious and we've got a conscious, right? Our subconscious actually knows a whole lot about ourselves already that we're not fully conscious to all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot happening under the surface of even our own brains that like we just really, we're just clueless to, but it is a place that we can truly trust. Like we can call this our gut instinct, right? Mm -hmm. We can call this our intuition. We can go to some of these places, but if you go there, your gut and your intuition and whatever you might want to call it. Now, this isn't going to my place of expertise here. When I talk about this, I just know it, but it's Mm -hmm. like, that's a place you can trust. That, that knows you. That knows you better than anything, right? Mm-hmm. And that's actually what I talk about too with brave fear. It's like our fear freaking knows us. It knows us better than anybody else because it's a part of us. Mm. And it's crazy if you start to look at fear that way, which is like a totally different thing. I've got a whole other topic. You want to come and you talk, come to the retreat. We'll talk about it. But <laughs> I, I, uh, what I want to say though is like, yes, 100% you need to go in. And in fact, I believe you need to go inward way more than we do. Mm -hmm. There are tons of tools out there. There are tons of people talking about things, but find someone that you trust, find someone that you really get what they're saying and it's hitting you and you're, it's registering, right? Like that kind of thing is you're, you're feeling the love, you know, whatever, maybe listen to that person, have them help you. And that also is including therapy by the way, Mm -hmm. and then go inward, right? Really let yourself start to, uh, start to like work these things out and use the tools you need and that are all around you to get to those places, right? This could be journaling. This can be little workbooks that are out there. This can be, um, brain things in therapy. Yeah. Brain dumping. I love that. I did a thing called soul collage. I feel like, okay, now I'm gonna tell you guys about this. So I did this in therapy and it was really amazing. My therapist back in Portland was like the best therapist ever. Um, but she had me do a soul collage where basically I took images that met my light side and met my dark side. Like that represented Mm. those two things for me. And Mm. I had them on two different, uh, like boards, shall we say like boards. And so I chose these images and I pasted them on, um, And I, we did that for a couple of weeks. And then finally on the last one, she took them away from me. This is like so bizarre, but I'm going to tell you this because it was like such an impactful, weird thing. She took them away from me 
And we met a couple more times and then she brought them back out for our very last session before I moved to, to North Carolina. And she was like, I want you to look at your soul. You haven't seen it in a while. I want you to look at your soul. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and I looked at it and I was just, and I just started bawling by the way, just so y'all know, cause like, this is what was going on. And she was like, what are you thinking right now when you look at it? And this was the first time ever in my entire life where I was like, I'm beautiful. <laughs> right. I've never said that before about myself, by the way. So we're, we're getting to a place here where I'm telling you a super personal story, but I looked at it both. Yeah. Both my light and my dark side. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I love who I am. I loved both sides of me. And it was like one of the coolest things ever. And all I did was decoupage. (laughs) Okay. Like we added in, you know, a little bit here and there was like some direction to this. But decoupage brought me to a place because that was my subconscious. I was just filtering through images and just pasting them on. Like it wasn't, there wasn't too much that was going into this. I was allowing my own self to dictate what was going on. So there are so many different ways that you can go inward for yourself that will reach you. I'm a very visual person. So that reached me incredibly, but also I'm super creative. So like, give me the decoupage. Like I need to hand it over. I want to do some hands-on work here. Right. (laughs) But like it, there's, that's what I mean by there's so many different tools that are out there. And as you go through this process and you kind of trust this process of this personal development for yourself, you're going to find the things that work for you, but go ahead and get curious and try lots of stuff. Like eventually you'll get to the place where you're like, oh my gosh, that registered right there. And so for me, soul collage, there you go. Now you know one of them. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) Right? That's so emotional. I was like, whoa, hello. Like that's a beautiful thing to have that resource to do that with. And I I think the thing about curiosity for me is that curiosity, um, if you weren't open, Mm -hmm. then the curiosity wouldn't be there. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what happens a lot is like pride gets in the way. Ego gets in the way. Self-protection gets in the way of allowing yourself to be open enough. Some people would probably look at that and be like, I'm not decoupaging this. Like, What? Decoupage brought you some enlightenment? I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. That (laughs) phrase drives me nuts. You're crazy. I'm like, am I? Really? Or are you just not willing to listen? Oh, I I just just chuck it up to we're all a little bit crazy. (laughs) I just say thank you. I know. Thank you. Yeah. So funny. I feel like all of our personalities perfectly came out in that. <laughs> in that How would you react to someone calling you crazy? And I'd be like, we're all a little bit crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> oh, that was so beautiful. Oh, I love that. So. Thank you, Enneagram. <laughs> Feeling known and seen is helpful sometimes and mm-hmm. really uncomfortable at others. I kind was, of uncomfortable yeah. at first. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Yeah, um, a little naked. I think I think one of the things that that the personal development journey brought out for me as someone who's used to being the leader, the strong person, the less emotional kind of sitting in that more masculine energy and the darker mm-hmm. side is mm-hmm. a comfortable place for me. Mm-hmm. Um is realizing that even though I am all of those things, I also still need support and mentorship Mm -hmm. and a coach. And one thing that I've always heard said in the nutrition community was like, don't be your own practitioner. And I, it took me a while to translate that 
into every coach needs a coach. Every person needs someone. Mm -hmm. And I'm used to not needing anyone. And it's again, one of quote unquote, many lies lies I tell myself, right? The lie (laughs) I'm telling myself is (laughs) I don't need anyone. Um, (laughs) But, but the, the hard reinforcement that happens there for me is that I, I am often the best person for that job, you know? Um, but there are certain pieces of it that I just will never be able to do myself. Mm -hmm. And that's really like avoiding that innate soft side and that growth side that, Mm -hmm. that needs to be there. And when I say, I I say growth side, because like the growing that I need to do is leaning into that softness. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true for a lot, a lot of us. Um, very, you know, very we all much kind so. of put on a brave, a brave face and try to just kind of march forward with things. But it's just is exactly what you had said, Brienne, like the point at which we often get to that place where it's time where we're ready to go into this space of personal development and kind of just take a step back from business and it doesn't mean you're stopping your business or you're, you know, any mm-hmm. of those things. Business still continues, by it the continues. way, when you do this stuff. Yeah. Um, you'll get a lot more clarity around it too. Mm-hmm. But you know, last year was a year of maintenance in mm-hmm. my business for mm-hmm. me, which has never been a goal of mine. Probably never will be a goal of mine mm-hmm. <laughs> unless I like really decree it a year of like fun or personal, you know, stuff. <laughs> but I think, I think the the message that I received this last year is that maintenance is okay. Mm-hmm. Like sitting in that, it, it maintenance doesn't mean you're stuck. It means you're in that place of, you know, get, mm-hmm. getting through the hard stuff so that you can break out of it. And you have to sometimes be in that place where you feel like you're treading water, but you're really not, you're, you're doing the work. So I think I that's do. why I like the cocoon analogy. There's mm-hmm. just a lot going on, you know, it's, it's, it's inward, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's going to burst. Well, and I love what you were just saying too, Cassie, of like, when it comes to this and you're, you were kind of back a few steps, you know, questions ago or whatever, you sort of asked the question, like, how do we do this? Like, how do we get started with this stuff? And what you just described, I think is one of the other ways of how to truly get started with this stuff is to find somebody to be able to speak into you. Right. And so I'm also going to go back to what I was saying with Genevieve and her kiddos. It's like, or anybody out there with kiddos. um, It's so different when you look at somebody else, especially somebody that you love so dearly, because you can speak such truth into them. Mm. Right. And so when I look at like the two of you, for instance, and this is how I feel about all of the women who come into my life, by the way, is I look at you with such love and I see so much in you that I know you can't always see for yourself. And it's one of the reasons that I do what I do because I look at you and I'm just like, you are the most brightest, beautifulest creature on this planet. Like, let's go. Let's, let's, let's get you to the place you need to be to make this stuff happen. And so I can help kind of speak into that. Right. But that's the thing is like, I couldn't do it for myself. I can speak into you guys. You can speak into me. You can speak into your kiddos. You can speak into your spouse, but I can't do it for myself. 
And that's where actually therapy for me um, was the absolute best thing. She was also kind of, it's like coaching too, you know, in a way it's, it's like she's helping coach through my personal development, but it was so powerful for me. And she reached me in ways that I could never, cause she looked at me and she even told me, she was like, I love you. And I was like, what we just met. Like, I'm like, I don't know, you know, but it reached <laughs> me because I actually felt that from her, which was crazy. But that's the thing too, is like, if you want to get started with this, realize like, no, you're not going to be able to see yourself and get to those places that you need to get to without someone else speaking some truth into you. Mm. So good. It's can't so do true. it alone. It's can't so do true. it alone. Yeah. I, and that's something that I didn't know I needed until I heard it from mm-hmm. someone and not that I needed a, not, I didn't hear I needed a coach or I needed a therapist or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I, it was, it was someone speaking truth into me and that human was you. <laughs> and, Excellent. You know, my Josh, my husband has asked me a few times, like what keeps bringing you back to these retreats with Brienne and working with Brienne. And I've always, like, I, f- I find myself becoming close to people when I'm in that place of just what feels like the bottom or mm-hmm. a breakdown or whatever, but what it really is, is like forced vulnerability mm-hmm. <laughs> for connection. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. forced vulnerability brings connection mm-hmm. because I have to allow it because I need it. <laughs> like right. You know, and that's me personally, but I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, well, it brings an openness to you that feels unnatural, right? Unnatural. So unnatural, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it kind of forces you into an open space where you can finally receive cracked wide open. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I will say this is one of the reasons for me, why the work that we've done together and then the work that I've done on my own has been so impactful in informing just how heart-led business needs to be mm-hmm. period i you have to you have to come at it from a place of like leading with heart and that doesn't mean you can't have strategy and be smart and do all of those things right you still need all the things yeah but it's that deep connection with why yeah and the how always comes it's uh-huh. the why and the what that really takes that interpersonal and I, work. I think that was the biggest, you know, Jen, you were talking about how, when do you stop receiving information and start to do the things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're talking about inward personal development work. But the, pl- the reason why I got to the personal development work is because I had taken every ounce of information that I possibly could about starting a blog and starting a podcast and having a presence on Instagram and doing all of these business things that we are all trying to perfect and learn and know and be and do. And I had all the information I needed and I still couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't step out in action because I had massive personal blocks and I didn't know what they were and I didn't know why. And I just assumed I hadn't, I hadn't taken enough courses on email marketing and I hadn't right. taken enough courses on how to grow a network marketing team or what, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's so, I mean, those resources, whether, whether you've done the work there and you've learned all of those things or just can find peace in knowing that those resources exist when you're ready for them. 
um, yeah, the work, the work is it's in the personal side and the other stuff just like, it just pours out of you. It does. It just pours out. I mean, this year it's just, it's just pouring out. Yep. And you're doing amazing. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's, but it's, it's more so for me, like the clarity pouring out just surprised Mm -hmm. the shit out of me this year. Well, I call the how the danger zone. And I have been in the how my whole life. Right. It's so easy for us to be there. And even with what you were just saying, we, we look at all of these resources that are out there and stuff like that. And we're going, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. Right. It's constantly like, a, what am I missing? What, what other thing do I need to learn so I can finally get to where I want to go and have this thing be my thing and like do it and blah, 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 and get to the success that I'm looking for. But in the reality, we're sitting there in the how. Mm-hmm. That how is the danger zone. How do I make this happen for myself? How do I find success? How do I get to the place that I'm wanting to go? How do I find more followers, right? We get into the how and what it actually is doing is it's completely blocking us from like the other stuff, by the way, that's all of what we're talking about right now. So it's all the deep work, all the inner work, all the personal work that is needing the attention. It's a, it's a distraction is what it is. It's a it was total distraction. Guys, and frankly, it, only it works. comes from a place of fear. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And it only works for so long. You can kid yourself for a little while mm-hmm. and like execute and do and go into the how for a long time. I did that for such a long time. Uh, we all but, do. Don't worry. Right? We all do. I'm like, we all do. <laughs> can you be doing that your whole life? I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yep. But as soon as you get to this point, I, what happened for me was I hit this point of like everyone around me was like, this doesn't make sense to me that you are not like insanely successful, that you are like famous or this or that. Like you've got literally all of the things that you need. You're doing all the things like, why isn't this? And I'm like, I don't know. Beats me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, and it just... I I sat in the space of like, I cannot beat myself up. I am doing everything I can and I am doing all the right things. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why this, you know, I am not a math equation, right? Mm -hmm. But like, there's no reason why, you know, and it turned into a lot of like, well, what is, well, why? Okay, Mm -hmm. well, why? And then the curiosity kicked in because I started to be like, yeah, it took the people around me speaking into me and being like, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong either, but I need to make sure I wasn't kidding myself. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I think who you're surrounded by um, means everything. Also makes a huge difference. Yeah. And this is what I mean by there's so many different paths out there. But if I could give a tangible thing right now, because we're kind of like getting into that place and I want to give people who are listening in tangible thing, because mm-hmm. I know that if you're listening, you're probably in that place of how right now you're like, okay, but how do I make this happen? Like, how do I start to get there? And how like, do trust I me, do the why, how do I, how do I do the work? You're saying like, trust the process. Like, how do I do the what process? process? What is right. the process? What yeah. is the process? Guess what? The process will be what you make it, but <laughs> it's the journey. It's oh, not the destination. Right. You're like, gosh, I just, this free and girl, she gives me no answers. Okay. But here's what I will say is that how is the danger zone? So constantly be kind of asking yourself, like, what question am I asking right now, right? Like, so am I asking how? 
how do I make things happen? Am I asking like how to figure things out? Am I asking how, or am I asking why do I feel like this? Right? So if you're like, I feel like I'm missing something, let me go figure out how to do it. Like, why do I feel like I'm missing something? Why do I feel Mm -hmm. like I need to achieve something? Mm -hmm. Why do I feel like I'm not doing enough? Why do I feel like there are expectations out there that I'm not meeting? Mm -hmm. Right? Like that's where I want you to take yourself. So we kind of said like the, the why questions and everything, but there's some examples of it. So the thing is, and I, I call it my brave fear system because I have like, I finally figured out a system, which I'm so excited about, but I call it the face embrace, right? I'm like, I have it in my head. Act, repeat. Yes. Okay. It spells fear. Ha! Everybody got it. All right, here we go. (laughs) But this is the thing is like, it starts with facing something. You have to face it. You have to actually see it to understand what's going on, right? To even try and get to a place of anything, you have to be able to face it, right? So that's like a very first step. So if you're wondering, how can I get to those places? There you go. You just asked how, ask why, right? So just start to change the question from how to why. That's already going to help you start to face these things. And then from there, I can keep going into all of the other things. But like embracing it means like actually like taking it in, you're figuring it out, blah, blah, blah. And then you act on it because yes, we do take action. That's very important. That needs to happen. And then guess what? You repeat because it's a process. Done. What? Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. Okay. Not really because this is already on a stand and it can't. Brand, I've decided. Don't, do not drop your expensive <laughs> mic. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Every time somebody talks about actual mic dropping, I'm like, don't actually do it. Don't actually drop that mic. I know we do that all the time because my husband's a musician uh, like as well. And like, it's just like, don't drop the mic. Please don't drop. That's a really expensive mic. It's it's really good for you. Bring like a foam pad out, you know, and just have it there. (laughs) Or have somebody blow you, catch it. Yeah. Like like, just something like, let's, let's not drop that mic. So Brianne, I've decided that you're my Oogway. From Kung Fu Panda. Oh, it's an Uguay. <laughs> You're my Uguay. You're like my my master Uguay. <laughs> because you think about it, he never tells the panda how to do anything. He <gasps> tell us how to do oh, anything. Okay. I know what we're talking about now. Us tell ourselves how to do it. You're my Uguay. Yes. It's a it's mind true. F. Yeah. And he's it like, is. what do you mean? <laughs> All the time. It's really true. And I, I will say I've had clients get really frustrated with me. Like truthfully be like, just tell me what I need. And I'm like, no, (laughs) but that's kind of part of this is like, if anyone tells you what's up, right. You will not take it in nearly as much as if you tell you what's up. Well, and I think that's just such great advice for people out there who are coaches and mentors too you have to stop telling people the how and the what I'm saying this to myself right now. We we teach what we need to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Ask them why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and on that note, you know, I think, yeah, we teach what we need to learn. Like we all have to start. This is part of the process of showing up imperfectly. Guess what? Get ready to do that for the rest of your freaking life because you're never going to be perfect. Right. So just show up and do, do the things. Okay. And personal development is vulnerable. Right. And it's the whole, it's that whole concept and phrase that we've talked about probably before on here, but it's like, what got you to where you are, won't get you to where you're going because you're constantly changing. You Mm -hmm. are an evolution every single day of your life. Hmm. Tomorrow will be different from today. That phrase actually was the beginning for me. 
That yeah. was the beginning for me is what got you here won't get you where you want to go. It's not going right. to get you there. Right. But that mm-hmm. doesn't ever stop. Mm-hmm. Right. Now right. should we mic drop? Oh, man. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> good. You oh, guys okay. asked me on this. You know I'm going to well, get all fired up. <laughs> listen, everyone is listening to this, thinking to themselves, okay, I need to find a group of like-minded women to do the work with because you mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So t- tell us about Brave Fear Retreat this year. And I was going to say, I've got, a, I've got a thing for you right there. You've got <laughs> a thing, and it is the thing. The thing. The thing. Oh, man. Um, no. Yeah. So tell us about what that looks like this year and, and what we can expect. Cause if you guys want to come hang out with me, I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite things now. Um, the brave fear retreat though is definitely, and, and kind of like Cassie was uh, talking about and alluding to a little bit, like when you get in a group of women who think like you, who are struggling with the same things as you, uh, if you're a woman, hopefully that was like, I didn't need to say, and then I felt like I said it and then there we go. Okay. So (laughs) that said, but when you get into that group setting, you can get to such deeper places because you feel seen, right? You feel heard, you feel understood and known because you're literally surrounded by other women who are not the same as you. There will never be someone the same as you, but so similar. Mm -hmm. And it's, I call it magical, but it's not because like some pixie dust just happened and we're all flying about. It's just because you're, you're getting to experience something that you will never experience again. Like it is, it is unique in its own way. Every single retreat is totally different. That's why Cassie honestly comes back again and again, (laughs) because you will never get the same experience. And that's one of the reasons that Um, I even host this as a thing and I love it when people return because you will get something new out of it, but you, you will learn so much about yourself because of what you hear other women saying. There's something so powerful about that because you'll say one thing, then they'll say something and you'll be like, Oh my gosh, me too. Right. And like, as soon as that happens, there's a connection there that is unbreakable in and of itself, even if it's only in that moment. Because you all of a sudden feel, okay, I somebody else is in the same place as me. I got this. I can do this. Like they can do it. I can do it. Because you also are seeing not only yourself, but you're seeing yourself through somebody else's perspective. Mm-hmm. It's like magical, powerful, empowering, all of the things there. But for the Brave Fear Retreat specific, we're going to be doing a whole lot of the stuff that we've been talking about this whole time. Um, you'll hear me talk about specifically Brave Fear and what that means to me and what that is, which for me is a philosophy. It's a way of living. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of being. Um, it's, I even like to think of it as a, as like you make your fear be brave. Right. And that's one of the things I call it brave fear in that way. And you're going to start to uncover fears that you didn't know happened. And that's kind of what Genevieve was talking about. Like she was like, now, hang on. I don't really need this stuff. I'm pretty fearless. I got, you know what? No, not true. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. There's a whole lot of fear up in there. And frankly, there's a whole lot of fear up in everybody. Um, anytime we, we, I don't believe in fearless. I'll just come out and say it. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in overcoming your fear. I think it's wrong for us to think of fear as an enemy. And it's something that I will preach until the day I die probably, because frankly, it's, I have lived in fear my whole life. We're like besties now, almost frenemies in a way, but still it's, (laughs) it is a real thing in, in and of itself. And so we'll, we'll talk about that and you'll uncover things that, um, you didn't know were there. And we're going to 
we're going to really dive deep to get you to a place where you leave feeling clear. That's the most important thing to me is that you leave feeling like confident and clarity to me is confidence. They are one in the same because as soon as you have clarity, you feel way more confident in yourself. And I want you to leave going like, okay, I know what it is that I want. I know at least somewhat who I am right now. And I, and I'm going to go do this thing. Like I'm, I'm ready. That's how I want you to leave the Brave Fear Retreat. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole lot of uh, nebulous talk of what you get from this. And that's also because you have to be there. Like these girls will even say, how hard is it to Mm -hmm. describe what happens at the Brave Fear Retreat? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I tried to break it down. It would take, it was taking me days to break down like a concept to be talked about. I'm like, like it's a, you have to be there experience. It's like, it's we cannot fully express months of work in a weekend like oh, that. I love that that's, that's what I would say and whatever that work looks like depends on who you are and how mm-hmm. you decide to show up and if you are ready and if you are open mm-hmm. um, and if you're feeling like you're in a place of needing some collective support where you mm-hmm. can get to that place like this is it friends yeah. I, I this is not an ad Okay, but it is. <laughs> no. okay. it's, it's, a, it's a plea for us no wanting one's better things for, for you. That. Yeah, we want, we want you to have what we have had because it's been so incredible for our lives. And I couldn't say, I could, I couldn't say better things about the experience. Well, and let me just speak to my beauty counter ladies out there for a minute because I, I know you listen, boo. <laughs> um, this is different than masterminding than being in business community with other people who do exactly what you do. It is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, it is that personal piece that isn't always cultivated by a co-working environment. Mm-hmm. And it has done more work in me than being a part of this incredible business that we have mm-hmm. ever has. So, um, I will say it's different and I just want to put that out there. Cause I think it's really easy when you're in a, a career like that, when you're in this incredible job, which we're all three of us are beauty counter consultants on this call right Heck now yes. and proud, <laughs> like yes, ma'am. Just have a moment, 100%. so proud, but, um, it's easy to say, well, I have this beautiful community and, and you do, but mm-hmm. it's getting deeper and going past what it looks like to work and do work in life together in that capacity. So yeah, I just wanted to add that because I know y'all are listening. I know you're like, and we I love know you. you're there. <laughs> it's almost uh, like an, I see you, even though I am in your earbuds or whatever right now, yes. but still, I see you. I think you're <laughs> okay. So oh, I think, so well, I'm so excited and you've got registration is open right now when this episode airs, right? That's right. <laughs> Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh so <laughs> yes. It's like, uh, officially, I think by when this comes out, if it's not quite yet officially early bird pricing will be opening on March 30th. So whatever date yeah, officially comes out. Um, but yeah, that will be happening and spots are very, very limited because of what Cassie was just saying. So there's only 10 women that will be able to attend this specific great fear retreat. And it's the only one I'm offering this year. And she gets repeat customers. If you want in on this, the guarantee (laughs) you there's already spots that are like, people are waiting 
for it to launch and they're going to take it. I'm going to take those spots. So if you're thinking about this, this is not a let's sleep on it. Let's think about it. I'm like, like it's me. <laughs> it, it, it me. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. There's nine spots. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I am incredibly passionate about if you really want to come to something like this, if this is something you've been wanting to give yourself, um, but it has felt really hard to do or, you know, expenses or things like that. Like, just talk to me. I want to also kind of open that up as a thing because that's fear, right? First of all, let's just be real. That's fear talking to you right there. And I want to be able to kind of speak to that for you because I want people who want this to be there. Um, because again, right. It's like, if you are open to this, you will get something out of it. And so if you're feeling like, I want this, I'm open to this. I want you to be there. And that's, that's a huge thing, but it's because of all the things we're talking about right now and why I even kind of took the business aspect out of the Brave Fear Retreat and turned it almost completely personal. Um, but it's because this is the work that needs to happen. And I have seen the most transformation happen in women who do this work. And I've seen the most success happen for women who do this work. It's like anytime I was coaching for business, I could tell you all the hows in the world. And by the way, I do that now in a different capacity, but like when it comes to this stuff, this is what actually made the difference. This is what moves the needle. This is what moves the needle. And that's why I switched to this, you know, and I'm, I'm focused almost solely and entirely on this. And then I have my own, you know, brave fear spin on it and everything else. But it's, uh, this is the, this is the gift to yourself. Go do it. Go do it. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> you guys. Oh man. Mic drop. Don't actually drop the mic. There we go. That's fine. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We'd love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.